To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. The affiliate links for everything are in the description down below. Welcome to the podcast bonus episode for this week uh, coming towards the end of January. Uh, we're going to be doing – if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, go to my website. Sorry. Let me go slow. Sorry. I ran three miles yesterday with a run club, and I just got out of kickboxing class, so my apologies. Anyways, moving on. If you have questions, concerns, or comments, go directly to my website, positivesarcasm.com. Um, you go to the contact section there, type in your things, and blah, 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 blah. Questions, concerns, posing music for fitness competitors, all that stuff. You can also reach out through my Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, or you can email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. That looks a little crooked. I should probably move that a little bit like that. Just put this up here. There we go. All right. Um, okay, so we're gonna do we're gonna actually gonna do Dear Abby for the bonus episode. Usually most of the Q and A's come from dig.com. But for this one we're gonna try out Dear Abby. We're gonna get a few in. Uh, and then yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm liking what I see so far. Let's see. If you're new to the format to this podcast, basically it's going to be uh, Q and A. All Q&A from across the web. We're going to work on everybody has their own individual issues that they're working on, even me. So basically, uh, I talked about in the last episode five, top five things, small and large, that I'm doing to uh, better my situation. And you can go ahead and check that po- that that level out. Um, if you're looking for other motivational or in- informational podcasts, um, I link Mel Robbins and Jordan Peterson um, at the end of every episode, which is available on YouTube, which is available on Rumble, and which is available on Substack and anywhere else where podcasts uh, are available, including Spotify. So uh, that being said, let's jump into some Q&A for this week. Uh, usually I do about one a week, but I, want, I had a little extra time after class, so I figured do one more to keep the content moving. And we are back on YouTube. Um, the reason I came back to YouTube was, well, I'm not doing anything that I consider controversial anymore with these. I'm just doing Q&A. So it's like, all right, well, if I'm just going to be doing Q&A and that's what I'm my format moving forward or until further notice, then I might as well just go back on YouTube as well as Rumble. And we'll just see what happens. Uh, okay, enough said. Let's do some Dear Abbies. Let's see what we got going on this week. Last week was a good one, too. I have a friend who complains over and over about the same issue. I've given her advice and even helped her with contacts to enable her to move so that I so that she's out of her abusive relationship. She always responds, yes, I need to do something, but never does. Abusive relationship. All right, so what are we talking about here? She continues to allow, to allow her part-time spouse to return to her home and resume his abusive, drunken behavior. I've reached the point where I can't continue to help or offer potential solutions because she won't do anything to improve her situation. She reaches out to me only to complain about her situation. Okay. Um, there's a couple thoughts, but we'll just finish here. I want to I want to hear everything that they have to say first. That's most important. Hear them out. Think about it. Respond. Our friendship is very much a one-sided thing. That she never just called me to say hello and inquire how I'm doing is disheartening. What else can I do? I can lead her to water, but I can't make her drink it. Um, I'm so sad that she doesn't see her own value uh, and what she's deserving of. It's insanity in Nevada. 
Um, dear insanity. Wake up to the fact that this woman is using you to... Okay. All right. So, obviously, she never reaches out just to say hi or if she, you know, it's always she needs something. Here, why don't you come up? Come on, bud. Come on. I, I brought this chair over so you can hang out. There you go. Um, okay. So, let's deal with the main issue at hand. We have a part-time spouse, abusive, drunken behavior. Now, are we talking verbal abuse or are we talking physical abuse? Because if you're, if this person, regardless of whether you can consider them a friend or not, um, we're talking, it, regardless of whether they are considered a friend or not, if you actually witness or suspect physical abuse, physical, at least physical, because physical has, you know, physical can leave a mark. If you see that, if you understand that, then it might be a good idea to, to talk. It is possible that you reaching out to the authorities to file a concern, file a complaint, um, would probably be a good idea because that situation can potentially get worse where something really bad happens to this person and then they feel like they deserve to do even more. So it's like that is one way of looking at it. Now, you've offered this person to help you. You've offered this person to... You've offered to help this person in several occasions to get out of this relationship, but they're not doing it. So uh, Jordan Peterson says essentially like you, when you go up to a person who's drowning, when you swim up to a person who's drowning, do not put yourself in a position to where they can drown you too. Because you, at the end of the day, you do want to save somebody. Your, your intention is to save somebody, but you're not going to drown with them. You can't do that. You have to do... You're doing it because it's it's the humane right thing to do. But if they're going to drown you too, you got to go up to them with like your feet out. You got to when you swim to them, you put up your feet. Out, grab a hold of my foot. Don't grab a hold of my back. Don't grab a hold of my arms. You got to let go. If they go, if they if they compromise you while you're swimming, you let go and you back off. You grab the leg, you drag them ashore. Um. But if they're not help, if they're just relying on you to vent, then you can't help them. You can only refer them to counseling. You can notify the police and, and file a report and say, this is what's going on. I can't help her. But maybe you guys can. And you need to essentially... Um, they're not really your friend. So it, it, it is a consideration to um, just not take the phone calls, not take the voicemails, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you have to leave that situation at least with a note to the authority saying, listen, this person's in an abusive relationship. I'm concerned for her well-being. I've tried to help her out, but she doesn't want to she doesn't want to do anything. Here's the here's what I've here's what I've witnessed and heard. Um, you guys can take it from here. And then that's it. But you can't after that, if you if they don't want to be helped, then don't respond to them. They gotta help themselves. They got to better themselves. Once they better themselves and realize that what they need to do, then maybe you can be in a position to step in. But you can't just be there when they just want to just only because they want to tell you how bad their situation is when they're not going to do anything about it. Um, and this is all I'm paraphrasing basically, you know, psychology, uh, you know, from other from from clinical psychologists whom I respect. But that's essentially it. You can't. Um, you can't cater to that, to that. You just can't. But it's, I want to say this though. 
it is not the it is a hundred percent the abuser's fault anybody who's abusing whether it's harassment uh physical verbal sociopathy uh aggressive narcissisms narcissists it's oh it's that that aggressor is always the one who's at fault okay the person who's getting there getting demoralized or physically hurt it's not their fault okay but choosing to stay in the relationship is never a good idea um and so a, a, a person in a situation who um has narcissistic tendencies that person can change but it, 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 you have to really make them see that by simply stop talking to them a, now those people can change people who have sociopathic tendencies narcissistic tendencies a bad spell uh, a tough time whatever they can change it takes it takes takes a few months takes a hard change takes a hard u-turn takes a lot of effort but they can change and then that change is worth being considered but an abuser a verbal abuser um a physical abuser that generally doesn't have a a, a a positive outcome that generally does not change generally doesn't so uh, let's move on to the next one my brother and i were very close while growing up but when he got how's my okay good sorry um my brother and i were very close while growing up but when he got into drugs as a teen he started doing things i could not support so we drifted apart i never wanted to believe that he would do me harm but i have finally had to admit to myself that he's the one who stole my treasured irreplaceable jewelry and sold it for drug money Ouch. he has been in recovery for nearly 30 years and has apologized to everyone except me he may not remember or may not want to remember how deeply he hurt me how do i continue to see him at family gatherings when i'm so disgusted with him that i won't speak to him it's not a matter of taking him aside and telling him this he would just attack so i would just stop going so sh should I just stop going to family gatherings? Um, so hold on. All right. Very close while growing up, got into drugs as a teen, started doing things you didn't support, stole something, and so stole some jewelry, sold it for drug money. Well, when did he do that? When did he do that? He was been, and then he's been in recovery for nearly 30 years and he's apologized to everybody except for you okay um and you're upset with him but you haven't approached him about it so maybe he doesn't remember you have to understand this person got into drugs got into serious drugs they stole something of yours that was valuable and sold it for drugs drug money excuse me so there's a chance that they don't remember that they've apologized to everyone except you or at least you say but um if you want to speak to him again if you have any love for them you have to um approach them and be like listen i'm glad you're in recovery and i'm glad you're trying to make amends there's something that's been on my mind and i'd like to talk to you about it now you are you're concerned that taking him aside and telling him this he would just attack uh, but you just you stated before that taking him aside and telling him this he would just attack you said 
before that that he's been in recovery for 30 years and he's apologized to everybody. So what makes you think he would attack? If he's in recovery and apologizing to people, does that sound like a person who would attack? Or does that sound like a person who, if you approached it to him properly, they may say, I didn't know that. I'm really, really sorry. And maybe you can rebuild that relationship. You know, that's that's an approach. You can't expect that person to remember all that stuff. You got to bring it up to them so that they can have the opportunity to realize that it happened and apologize or try to make amends or something to that effect. You can't just go to the family gatherings or stop going to the family gatherings. It's not it's not adulty. Um let me know what you think. Let's move on to the next one. <clears throat> um a month ago I reconnected with a woman I've known since seventh grade. We are both divorced. Uh I twenty years and Fran, in quotes, four years. With grown children and lived 90 minutes apart. Okay, no big deal. We have enjoyed our hour upon hour of telephone conversations and, sp and have spent two weekends together. We have been very emotionally intimate, but not sexually, by choice, as to not distort the purity of our relationship. My problem is, Fran has a large, high-energy dog that has free roam of her home and her bed. Quote, Goliath travels with her virtually everywhere she goes, including when she visits me. Goliath is a good nature, good natured and extremely fond of me, but I don't have pets, nor do I have to nor do I care to have her dog jump onto the furniture and sleep with us on my bed. She thinks it's cute. But Goliath sheds black hair all over the place, including in my bed. I have white bed linen, so the contrast makes it all the more obvious. I care deeply for Fran and will likely be in an exclusive, meaningful relationship with her for a long time. But I don't want her dog to be the reason for anger and frustration. How do I politely enforce any restrictions on her beloved pet without possibly creating friction between us over Goliath just being a dog? Um, so, look. I hate to say this. This hurts because I'm looking right at him. Our best friends don't last forever. And our best friends don't last forever. So you have to like understand that the shedding, that's a memento of somebody that, that loves you and looks up to you and relies on you to take care of them. And that dog likes you. And if you want to bring this person into your life, you have to make compromises or you have to understand that this comes with that. So it's like yeah, if they have a if they have a child, what if what if she had a child and the ex was a dick? Excuse me, or if the ex was uncooperative. If you care about that person enough, you need to care for that child, you need to care for that dog, you need to care for that situation. Goliath is her is her is her strength that's why and the goliath is her comfort so look if if you've got white linen sheets switch to blue switch to black switch to love if you really like this person this friend then make those just don't get angry there's look i can tell you one thing one thing very 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 well there's no reason to get angry there isn't 
None. Okay? I have a nice convertible that I clean all the time. Chase sits in it. He sits in the front seat or he sits in the back seat, depending. Um, I put a little blanket down for him in the, wherever he sits. And then I maybe if he gets a little fur here and there, I just wipe it down. Just wipe it down with a little bit of armor on, and it all goes away. It's just fur. But that underneath all that fur is a ton of love and a ton of energy. And you know what? Maybe and you've been in your your place, you've been divorced and they're divorced and look, you need to cater to that a little bit. Not get angry. The dog hasn't broken anything. They just he likes to be with her. And if he's a big pup, he's not going to last forever. But if you get angry about this and try to enforce serious restrictions, your relationship's not going to last forever either. So I really encourage you to enjoy the time with the dog and enjoy the time with her. Because as long as you're with her, who gives a shit? Who cares? Just spend time with Goliath and Fran and make the necessary arrangements so that Everybody works out. Everything works out. Otherwise, you're just going to be alone again. Divorced. You've been divorced for 20 years. So you've been in your routine. for You've been in a routine for almost 20 years. It's time to switch things up. You want to date. So you're in order, which is part one of Jordan Peterson's books, 12 Rules for Life. You're in part. You're in the first part, order. Introducing this woman and her dog into your life is the uh, is the second book, Beyond Order. It's about introducing chaos into your life, something different. Embrace it. Embrace it and make the best of it, but just don't get angry. Don't get angry. It's immature. I know. It's immature. Just don't do it. Just seriously, just don't do it. You want to make some recommendations? Be like, listen, I, I'm sorry. I've been divorced for a very long time. Um and uh you, you see i'm a bit of a clean freak but i would love to have goliath in the home and let me know what we can do to, to make this work because i i like goliath and i care about you and i want to figure this out so tell me what i need to do in order to make this thing work better okay just seriously try to work that out with them but whatever you do do not get angry Let's move on to the next one. My husband and I have been together for three years. In that time, he has refused to step up. He shows up late for work 90% of the time and sometimes doesn't show up at all. He has been fired because of his excuse me. He has been fired because of his behavior. He does what he wants with no regard for others, although he says he feels bad about hurting people when he does. Okay, I do a lot for him. And I feel like he doesn't appreciate anything or even acknowledge it. He recognizes that he needs to step up, refuses to put in the effort. For Christmas, he bought me earrings. The earrings were cute, but I don't have pierced ears. And I feel like it's a detail he should have known after three years. True. Um, am I wrong for feeling like I should return the favor and stop putting in effort? So th this seems like the relationship is at a crossroads. Um there has to be counseling. There has to be a serious uh, intervention here 
you, obviously he's refused to step up. He's in behave. He's in some narcissistic behaviors. There's laziness involved. There's a bu- and he's been fired from jobs. You, um, the guy's got to give in his. He's got to put in his his piece. Like he's got to step up and be that 60-40, 50-50, or sometimes 70-30 in the relationship. You can't. It, that's got to be so stressful coming home and your husband's been fired. He doesn't go to work. It just seems like he's got no care and he feels bad about hurting people, but yet he continues to um, counseling. Both of you get in counseling. Let's put this all on record. Tell him this is how it's going to go. Otherwise, this is going to down go downhill and I'm going to stop trying and you're basically just going to get served divorce papers. So, Give him that opportunity to step up, but this has to be like the thing. What you can do is basically pack up and leave for a couple weeks. Just disappear. Make him realize what it's like to not have you in his life. Do that. Make him realize. And see how he... Two weeks? Try a month. Do a whole month. Don't talk to him. Don't anything. Don't, Don't talk to him. Don't write him. And just if he asks why you're leaving, come. I'm be like, I'll come back when you become a man, when you become an adult. And see what he does. Generally, with a with a man, they either rise to the occasion or they just pack their shit and split. That's how it is. I know. I'm one of those. That's why I'm in counseling. Uh, let's do let's do another one. I am uncomfortable about being touched. I have been this way all my life. As a child, my parents forced me to hug and kiss relatives. And if I protested, I was reprimanded. I remember being dragged and pushed towards people. After I became adult, I decided to tell people I no longer want to be hugged or kissed. While most people respect that, my parents do not. They even hug me more often now and think it's funny. They laugh as they do it and say, oh, you don't like this, do you? No, you obviously don't. Um, when I protest, they start to they start with the guilt trip, telling me that they are my parents and they are allowed to touch me. My mother gives an exaggerated sigh and looks down like a child who's been deprived of a toy. They can't get um, they can't get it through their heads that this is about me and not them. They have told me that I've gone weird, but this isn't something new. As a child, I couldn't speak up because I was chastised for it. Okay. How can I get them to respect my boundaries, but I don't want to start a feud as they are good to me in every other way, but I'm starting to dread seeing them. Um, obviously, counseling might be a good idea. The idea of not wanting to be touched or kissed or, I guess, intimacy in general or just you know that feeling of human touch, I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's good, but obviously how your parents kind of guilt tripped you and forced you to be i mean that obviously didn't work you seem like you're very uh introverted or something to that effect with 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 people or maybe just with relatives but you don't say anything about relationships in here at all so i'm curious to know if you um how how are you in relationships or is it just family only so that's the kind of thing i'm curious about but i think getting to the bottom of that i mean you've told me enough to be like okay we'll probably have like a therapist kind of sit with you and talk to you about um how how this has affected you now and what what how would you you obviously should approach the subject with your parents 
But I think if you have a if you talk to a professional, they may be able to explain to you how to properly do it, so that you have that proper rapport with your parents, and they're not going to change. Obviously, parents they they don't change. They mean well, but they generally don't change all that much. Um, they can, they can. They'll also change a little bit when they see you've changed. But obviously, you're you're their child. So all they want to do is hug you and love you and, and, and make sure that you're okay. That's that's validation for them. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, we'll do one more. It's a bonus episode after all. I'm in my 30s and my father recently remarried. I have no negative feelings about his new wife or their marriage. But now he has forgotten to wish me a happy birthday and speaks to me less often. They seem to always have plans and he has no longer he no longer has time to stop by for even a few minutes to say hi to his grandkids. I don't want to burden him. I've, I'm happy he has found love he deserves. Found the love that he deserves. Excuse me. I just assumed that I would still be in the picture. Should I tell him I really need to spend time with him or am I too old for his father-daughter moments? Oof. Well... Maybe, so you're in your 30s and your father recently remarried. He's taking in the joys of, you know, his new wife, his new marriage. And, the, you know, um, let's see. Does he have kids with these per- people? I have no negative feelings. He always seems to have plans. Doesn't seem like he ha- they they seem to have plans. So he's he's basically in that, that, that honeymoon zone with his new wife. Okay. Well, I think it would be important for you to to talk to him. Maybe try stopping by there. Try stopping by there and talking to him or call him on the phone and be like, hey, can I stop by later? I, I want to talk to you something. There's something on my mind. And if he says, I, I don't have time, be like, this is kind of important. I, I need to talk to my dad. You know? That's that's important. You know, hey, I need to, I need to talk to my dad. Is he available? Can I talk to him? I know he's really happy with his new relationship, but I need to talk to my father. It's important. Can you be there for me? Just go by yourself. Talk to him about how you feel. See how he responds. And see how then, and and if he is receptive to it, maybe figure out if there is a way for you to maybe schedule some, some grandkid time or something like that. Or maybe he's just not, Maybe he's just going to run off into his new life and that's the end of it. I don't know. I don't know, but um, these are things to consider. But the only way you're going to find is just really sincerely say, hey, I want to talk to you. When are you going to be free? And then go from there. Uh, anyways, uh, that's uh, what we did. We did, you know, we did okay for a uh, a weekday bonus episode. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can go ahead and email me through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Um, once again, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a licensed anything. Um, this is for entertainment purposes only. I have uh, information for links down below for uh, BetterHelp for you know online counseling. There's um, some links to some. Uh, motivational people that you can go ahead and, and start watching their videos on. So you can go ahead and check those out. There's an in case of emergency break glass link if things are really tough. Um, all those stuff, all that stuff is is down below if you really need some serious counseling and stuff like that. So 
uh, go ahead and take advantage of that. But if you have any questions, concerns, or comments for me, you can email me through my website. Um, and you can go to positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can email me through there, or you can hit me up on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for uh, listening, watching, and subscribing. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. For entertainment purposes only, this has been a positive sarcasm presentation. Your brain will not know the difference.